You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? What is up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. Got a special, special guest today. But before I get into my guest or introduce my guest, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. And my guest today is one of my favorite players in this draft. And I'm being totally honest. If there were 10 guys that I had a chance to interview coming into this draft process, Austin Reeves would have been one of the 10 players that I wanted to interview. I've been looking forward to this. And my guest is Austin Reeves from Oklahoma. What is up, Austin? Oh, not much. I just appreciate you for having me and can't wait to get get rolling. All right. So my first question is, where did you get so much sauce and flavor (laughs) to your game coming from a small town in Arkansas? I guess it's just natural, to be honest. It's uh, it's kind of just the way I've always played. And everywhere I go, I get asked that question. So it's really just, I guess it's just built in me, to be honest. I'm, I'm sure you get asked that a lot. So I've done work with NBA players, EuroLeague players, high-level college players as a skills trainer. And okay. I know the difference between a guy whose game is built in a lab in a gym with a trainer and a guy whose game is built playing one-on-one or street ball. I can't imagine street ball is heavy where you're from. Not at all. So I know you have an older brother. Were you guys just playing one-on-one every day or something like that? Yeah, we would, uh, we would go to the gym. We would work on, I mean, ball handling, shooting, stuff like that. I mean, stuff that the, you could tell people get, get uh made in the lab as you said but then we we would we would play a lot of one-on-one uh two dribbles one dribbles three dribbles um just just things to to make yourself be able to create for yourself it's clearly obvious because you are one of the best shot creators in this draft and there are a lot of guys that are projected to be top 10 picks lottery picks they're you know they fit the mode of three and d and NBA loves 3 and D wings, guys that, you know, play defense, obviously knock down open shots. But there are a lot of guys that can't create their own shot. And here you are, I mean, a great shot creator. You, you have like this craft and this creativity that you can't develop with cones and, and ball handling drills. So For sure. I, I, I figured you had to have played a lot of one-on-one. And that's what makes this you know, your whole story intriguing, like you, and don't take it the wrong way, but you don't look like how you play. So no, you're, I know I get it a lot. I, I imagine get it a lot. you're the guy that, you know, when you go to the gym on a Saturday morning, you're, you're picking fives and you say, well, you know what? I, I think he's a shooter. I got him. He's not going to make me work. And then you, you, you get the ball in and, and, and you start to boogie on him. So I'm sure. Yep part of your story is being underrated. And that's one of the next things that I wanted to talk about coming out of high school. I I read that you had like a 73 point game and you were putting up fifties and nobody was recruiting you. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, spot on. I mean, I had a really good high school career on, I was uh, 
really just lucky to be around the guys that I was. They let me, let me really do do the things that I needed to do to get to this uh, point. Um, you know, all of my teammates, besides my brother, um, none of them play anymore. They they all just started basically working. So they they was really just cool with uh, winning basketball games, and that's really uh, something that's special that doesn't really get talked about. So I just really got to give a lot of credit to them. All right. So you left high school and you went to go play at Wichita State. And how you play at Oklahoma is totally different than Wichita State. I felt like you were just a spot-up shooter. Correct. Was that one of the reasons why you left? Because you felt like you had more to show than what you were able to? Yeah, it, it, that was a little bit to do with it. Um, but, I mean, going into Wichita State, I knew that I wasn't going to be the best player on the team. I knew that I was going to have to buy into some type of role to um, – make myself get on the court. So that's that's what my role was to do, was to be a spot-up shooter and then really just compete. So that's what I bought in to do. And then I had the opportunity to go play for um, one, of the, one of the best coaches in college basketball that, that lets his players really uh, honestly just rock out and be themselves. And so I jumped on that. So when you were leaving Wichita State, did you have like a list of schools that you were looking at that you knew that would be the best fit for helping you get to your ultimate goal, which was the NBA? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, one of the first teams to really call was Oklahoma. And that's that's one of the reasons that I that chose to go there. But other schools that I uh, had interest from and offers from was, I mean, Purdue, Indiana, um, I mean, a lot of high major schools, but uh, like I said, the first place that I went to was Oklahoma and I kind of was familiar with the way they played because we had played them the two years that I was at Wichita. So I was kind of, like I said, familiar with how Coach Kruger really let his players um, be themselves. So I really just jumped on that really quick. So the question I want to ask is, did they know that you had this bag or did or was it you knowing I want to go to a school where they're going to let me rock out it was kind of more I bet on myself uh, I remember actually going into uh play pickup for the first time at Oklahoma I was there for a couple of days and we ended up going to play pickup and I was killing uh off the bounce uh mid-range threes everything and then we get in the locker room afterwards and one of the kids come up to me and was like yo like I didn't think you could dribble and I was like, damn, like, yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, it, I think that that was a little bit of it, but I knew that once I got there and was able to uh, really show what I had, then, then coach was really going to uh, let me be that way. So at Oklahoma, what game did you feel like was your breakout game? Like, I know the Gonzaga game is the most obvious one for people that, you know, didn't really pay a lot of attention, but was there a particular game there? where you felt like, you know what, I am an NBA player? Uh, I kind of thought it for a while now. I mean, just having that mentality. But uh, going back to even my, my first year that I played there, we the last game of the year before COVID shut everything down, uh, we played TCU at their place and had a really good game. Uh, had 41 and 5-5 and, five and five, um, with, I think, one or two turnovers. So, it was uh, it was one of those games that was special, and then after the game, I mean, had a really good feeling. So, tell me a little bit about the system at Oklahoma. We've seen Buddy Hield lead the nation in scoring. Then maybe what two years later, we see Trey Young put up phenomenal numbers, and then it, it was your turn this year. So, tell me about what 
what it is at Oklahoma that is able to maximize guys' strengths because Buddy and Trey play totally different, but they both mm-hmm. got, you know, average like what, over like 25 a game or something like that. Your game may be a little bit of a combination of both of theirs. So what is it at Oklahoma? Uh, it's really just Coach Kruger letting, and the staff letting you be yourself. Uh, you don't have to look over your shoulder to um, see if you're making the wrong play or the, or the, the risky play. Coach Kruger really uh, does a good job of instilling confidence in you and really, like I said, just being yourself. So every time you take the floor, uh, you really just go out there with the feeling like I've done this for, I mean, 10, 15 years now. It's, it's just basketball. I just got to go out there and, and be myself and uh, that really relieves a lot of pressure. Um, just going out there, being loose, and just knowing that you can you can really be yourself. So he's pretty much allowing guys to have the freedom to to mess up and and just kind of be creative. Do you think that? I mean, obviously you have game, but do you think that going to the right school and the right fit is what puts you in position to be where you are today? I do, uh, and I I feel like that's. That has to do with uh, probably more than 95% of it is is fit and, and culture and just being somewhere that um, really fits you. Because uh, you see, I mean, kids even now going to, to fits that, I mean, don't fit and then end up transferring after one or two years. Um, so really, uh, like I said, the, the fit is really the main thing. And if you find that system that fits you and fits the guys around you, you're going to be really successful. All right, sounds good. Now that we got the my the question I've been dying to ask out the way, when we return, I'll get a chance to talk to Austin about this whole NBA draft process. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk about Built Bar, or you talk about the fans of Built Bar, you talk about guys like myself. I'm a big Built Bar fan. If you're not familiar with Built Bar, it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's like 100% chocolate. They have different flavors, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Again, this is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. doesn't taste like cement like the rest of the protein bars. My favorite flavor, it actually changes and varies from week to week. But this week, I'm killing the double chocolate. If you haven't tried all flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine different flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy. They're healthy, 18 to 17 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar, only four or five grams of net carbs, amazing flavors. They are healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. And also Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo built and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code built and you'll get 15% off at builtbar.com. And today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoffs, or not even playoffs, we are down to the finals. Our finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. And once again, this is Raphael with NBA Draft Junkies with my special guest, Austin Reeves, who is taking time out of his crazy, busy workout schedule. So now you are days away 
from reaching your ultimate dream. And I know the draft is just one day. There's whole, you know, there's other things that go on behind that. You got to stick and play and work your way up. But the NBA draft is something that every kid that plays basketball dreamed about. I dreamed about it. I thought I was going to be the next great left-handed point guard. Didn't happen that way. But you are less than two weeks away. Has it hit you yet? Uh, not, not, not really, to be honest, uh, just being on the road and traveling and working out for teams the way that I have been the last two weeks, uh, is not really a lot of downtime to just think about it. So, uh, I mean, I would be lying if I said it didn't cross my mind. I mean, uh, it's, it's something that I've, I mean, like you said, every kid dreams of, uh, hearing their name called out on draft night. Um, but, but just, Saying that it hit me, no, it's not hit me yet. Now, what is the area of your game or even your body that you've been focusing on during this pre-draft process, or actually since the season ended? Yeah, so, I mean, one of the main things was just uh, working on my body, uh, getting getting more athletic, uh, getting lighter on my feet, and just being able to move better in general. And then game-wise, I mean, just going to the gym and putting in the work uh, and just sharpening all the tools, I mean, uh, I believe I can do a lot of things on the basketball court, and it's really just about um, perfecting perfecting the things that I do. Um, really, just working on shooting off the dribble from from deep, uh, which I struggled at at Oklahoma. But like I said, just been in the gym, working and putting in the hours. So let, let's talk about the shot. So I know you had two completely different roles from Wichita State to Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get that. You're good. You're good. (laughs) So that's one of those things. I I heard that if you go to OU, you don't go to OSU for grad school and vice versa. So I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. So if a person does not know your game and let's say you get drafted by whatever team and they go on ESPN.com and the first thing they do is Google your stats. They're going to look at the numbers and say, well, wow, his three-point percentage has declined. Now, when you watch film, you can see that there's a big difference in the shots that you are taking. How would you answer that question if they say, well, why did your three-point percentage decline? So I've basically been answering it for the last two weeks now. Uh, everything I asked. Um, but, I mean, it. I mean, you really just – I mean, explain the the different types of roles that I had. I mean, at Wichita State, I was a catch-and-shoot shooter, uh, taking really good shots. Um, and I would say 95% of them were on the catch-and-shoot. So going to Oklahoma, uh, I was taking a lot of shots late in the shot clock, off the dribble, uh, kind of threes that were – I was trying to make, but more so of just getting it up on the rim, maybe get an offensive rebound in that type of situation. But, I mean, there's no excuse to that. Uh, numbers definitely just got to get better. And, I mean, that comes from just being in the gym more uh, and spending time on it. But just really the different type of roles that I had to play would be the main thing that I would say uh, factored into that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also feel like there should be a stat that accounts bombs. And, you know, for those that don't know, a bomb is if I'm on the court and I'm scared to shoot with five seconds left on the shot clock, I just throw it to Austin and say, get out the way and, <laughs> and get us a bucket. And I feel like you had a number of bombs and those are very low percentage shots. And, you know, if I throw you the ball, throw you a bomb, either I get an assist or 
you get the miss. Like it doesn't affect my numbers at all, only in a positive way. And I'm not saying like you had teammates that were, you know, intentionally throwing you bombs, mm-hmm. but with yeah. the role as a shot creator and a, you know, scorer, you end up in a lot of late shot clock opportunities or situations. So I think that also played a role in the percentage. Now, what about your body? You mentioned like you're trying to get more athletic and light on your feet. What are, are some of the things that you've been doing? Uh, I mean, just a lot of agility stuff um, going to, I mean, football fields and really just, I mean, putting in the work on like agility, uh, just making myself quicker. And then, I mean, doing agility in a, in the day and then going and doing a weight session as well. Uh, really just trying to get in the best shape possible. Uh, Cause I mean, at this at this point, um, if I'm fortunate enough to play in the NBA, I mean, these are the best athletes, the best the best players in the world. So really just making myself uh, in the best shape possible. How many workouts have you been on or have you been able to keep track? Um, I believe I've been through 10 so far. And how many do you have left? Um, four, but I think we're trying to put in another one or two, so – Four is the minimum and six is probably the the maximum. As far as these workouts, I've always been interested to hear like what goes on with these workouts. How much of it would you say is the team looking to see what you do well or trying to throw curveballs at you to see an area that you at least they may not think that you do well at and they're trying to see if you can do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but one thing that uh, every team is going to tell you before the workout, uh, someone that's on staff uh, is going to tell you just to go be yourself. Don't go out and try to do things that you don't do well. Um, so they're definitely going to put you in situations, in those situations to see how you react to it and, and things like that. But uh, you really just go out there and, like I said, just try to do the things that you do best and really be uh, a positive uh, energy and a good teammate. I mean, because uh, these workouts are only an hour long. So, I mean, the basketball part, I mean, of course, is important. But, I mean, really just going out there, being a good teammate. These guys have seen you play, I mean, numerous amount of times throughout the whole year. They know your game uh, as good as anybody. So, really, I think a lot of it is more on the side of, being able to to lead and and uh, really just coming together with these guys that you've never even met before. Now, have you been playing like a lot of two on two or three on three, even any one on ones in your workouts? Yeah, so there's a little bit of all of it. There's a little bit of one on one, two on two, three on three. All right. When we return, I have a, another question for you that I think you enjoy answering. But first, I want to talk to the audience about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest. And the easiest way to bet on all your sports action, baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, info, sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, your mobile device, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as your teams prep for the playoffs. If it's baseball, if it's basketball, unless you're a Suns fan or a Bucks fan, your team is out. But football season is coming up. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And the promo code is locked on. 
here's another question I've been dying to ask you. So I'm let's say I'm an agent, right? And I have my guy that I'm hoping to get drafted and I look at his workout schedule. And if I see your name on the workout schedule and he's supposed to be a three and D guy, I am changing the schedule <laughs> simply because if a guy you're, you're a shot creator, that's, mm -hmm. that's who you are. And if I'm a agent, I want to put my client in the best position to succeed. Having sure. a guy that can't create his own shot play one-on-one -on -one against you is going to make him look bad because even if he's playing great defense, a great defender is going to lose to a great offensive player. So have you had anybody that you felt like, and I'm not asking for names, duck you in workouts? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really get into all of that. Um, so I, I can't, I can't really answer that truthfully because there's not a been people that's, that's done it uh, and they just filled the spot, but I don't know. I mean, I, you do hear about, I mean, uh, things in the past where, where you hear those situations happen, but as of just to me, I have, I have no idea. Yeah. I've, I've heard plenty of stories. I had a friend tell me once that he was a scorer and, you know, more so the one-on-one -on -one guy. And he said that he went to a workout and he went against a guy that was like a crazy athlete, like a Greg Brown type athlete. Mm -hmm. And he felt like all the team wanted to see was athleticism. So he's like the guy that he was going up against was doing windmills and, <laughs> you know, just a high flyer. And he said yep. it, it, it did not make him look good because they're look, you know, mm -hmm. totally different comparisons. Then he said he was matched up against the same guy in another workout and they play ones and he destroyed them. And that guy's yep. agent was like, okay, <laughs> no more. <laughs> you're, yep. you're, you're taking money off the, off the table. So I wanted to ask you, yeah, because like I said, you're a shot creator. That is mm -hmm. the strength of your game. And I imagine you personally, when they say let's go ones or even twos, you're probably looking forward to it because there's not much help defense. You have plenty of space. Sure. So, so For you can sure. really, you know, do what you do best. Were there any workouts that you felt like was just like crazy, like conditioning or more so mental? I don't. Uh, all the workouts that I've been in have been uh, fairly the same. Uh, you start off with some type of ball handling to a finish, and then you go to kind of like a shooting drill, and then you really just play either one-on-one, -on -one, two -on two or three-on-three -on -three or all. Um uh, it gets three on three full court gets a little tiring, but it, it's nothing crazy. Uh, but you hear about the like the Celtics, uh, they, they have like a three minute run at the end, I believe. Uh, and people say it's pretty miserable. And then I've also heard Miami, uh, Miami's pretty yeah. difficult, but I'm not working out for either one of those teams. So I can't, can't vouch for it. Yeah. Miami's is, is legendary for just pretty much nonstop conditioning. Mm -hmm. Now, have you been seeing like the same guys or has it been like a mixture of different players that are in the same draft range? Like I've, I've heard of some guys, they've only been working out against guys that aren't projected to get drafted. Then I've heard some guys say they've ended up having to work out against guys that are projected to go first round. So has it been like a, a good mixture for you? Are you seeing like the same faces in multiple destinations? 
Uh, I definitely see the same faces in, I mean, a couple of them, but I, th- I feel like it's kind of even uh, on seeing new people and people that I've worked out with previously. Uh, my last couple workouts have been uh, all new people. Um, so it's been, it's been kind of cool just getting to know them and getting to compete against them. But uh, you definitely run into the same guys at least a couple of times that are in the same range or, or something like that. So I know you've probably answered this question quite a few times in this process, but hopefully you can answer it again here. I'm the general manager of an NBA team. What am I getting from Austin Reeves? Uh, I mean, a, a complete uh, competitor. I mean, in anything, uh, I want to always win. I hate losing more than I love to win. Um, so just someone that's going to give it 110%, literally every game, every practice, it doesn't matter. Uh, if there's an opportunity of winning something, if it's practice or the game or whatever, I, I'm wanting to win. Uh, and then off the court, just uh, a good person, uh, someone that's um, – always trying to do the right things and always trying to better myself and, and making uh, other people happy, uh, honestly. And then, I mean, other than that is play style, someone that can uh, play the one and two, uh, be diverse and really um, create for others and myself as well. Speaking of that, do you feel like your passing is the most underrated part of your game? I do. I, I do. I've always said that. Do you feel like because you're kind of put into a box as a scorer that your passing is is overlooked? Is that the reason why, or do, do you just yeah, feel like? Yeah, we you could probably you could probably go down that road and say that uh, just because I mean having the success scoring. I mean, like you said, even in high school, I was I mean listed as a scorer because I mean that's what I had to do. But I uh, really just enjoyed it to get my teammates involved and really be a playmaker. Now, I know basketball is going positionless, but do you see yourself as a one, a two, or a combo, or just a ball player? I just see myself as a ball player, but if I had to pick a position, I would say one. Uh, Like I said, I just really enjoy getting teammates involved and, and really just making the right play. All right, last question. Draft night, where will you be? And what will it mean to your hometown of, I think you said like 1,200 people? That's crazy. I think there's more than 1,200 people that live in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Probably so. So, And your graduation class is 52? 50-something, yeah, somewhere around there. That's that's crazy. I've never lived a small town life. I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Not a small okay. town, not a, not a major city, but... Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine only 52 people in a or 50 people in a graduation class or even 1,200 people in a town. So is the it, whole city that, coming out <laughs> for your draft party? Nah, no, no, no. It's going to be uh, basically just family and then close friends. Um, yeah, so it's, everybody's going to be watching, of course, and excited for me. But at, uh, I'm having it at the house, uh, my mom's house, and – like I said, it's just gonna be family and then real close friends. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna be a, a good day, hopefully. Now, where exactly? I know I said one last question, but where exactly is Newark, Arkansas? Literally the middle of nowhere. So is it like <laughs> uh, central? It's kind uh, of it's kind of northeast. Um, 
but more central. It's uh, 45 minutes from Jonesboro, which is where Arkansas State is. Um, that's about probably the biggest thing that someone's going to know that's around it. So I've driven through there because that's on 55, right? Yes, I believe so. Yep. Okay. Well, man, thank you so much for taking time to do this podcast. I know you have a busy schedule, especially considering that, you know, this your busy schedule is setting yourself up for your career. Mm -hmm. So thank you for taking the time out. And once again, this is Raphael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, with my guest, Austin Reeves, Oklahoma bucket getter. But that wraps it up. But before I leave, starting on July 19th, we will be doing the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. It is presented by Locked On and Odyssey. He'll be featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford. If you don't know what GOAT means, greatest of all time. And Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former NBA general manager Ryan McDonough, our Locked On NBA experts, will make the selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and the news that matters to you. That is Odyssey. 